A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. with the big fist from four deep. Here's Stevie J on cue. Oh, Can you believe it? Oh, Who writes this script? <laughs> That's special. Sorry. Half the AFL season's done and dusted already. Unbelievable. It's gone quick, hasn't it? It has gone quick. Mm. And it's unusual for Richard Sporter because usually it's long as shit. <laughs> well... Every week we start off with our highlights of the week. So, Brenton, what do you got? What's your highlight for the weekend past? Well, anyone who follows us on Twitter would know that my highlight was definitely Michael Bisping winning the middleweight <laughs> UFC World Championship. Um, good to see a hardworking, uh, determined, persistent, uh, pretty much facing drug cheats pay off. So, it was kind of like watching Essendon get flogged all season for cheating on drugs. It's good. But, but, but winning the premiership. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Mm. Uh, Josh, your highlight? Oh, well, on the, on the footy side of things, it was probably... Uh, Sean Atley's tricky little goal he did. Um, there were, it was pretty much the worst weather we've seen in a long time for footy over the weekend. But to get those sneaky little goals out of the pocket was bets-like. Not actually. a bad little give and go. Yeah, across the whole country, you're probably right, actually. It was a shit weekend of weather for anything outside. Um, except for the game in Perth, I think, which wasn't too bad, which is... Yeah, but, who watched arrested, it? but again, it was a night game, so it's always going to be a little yeah, bit slippery. And, and it was free arrest then, so... Yeah, I, I, I dare say not many people watching that that didn't go for, well, free uh, No, no. It, it was funny, though, because there was such bad weather, like, all Saturday and cold as shit yep. on Friday night. Yeah. And when it actually got to a game that looked like it was okay weather, I was ex- waiting for the ball to slip yep. and the players <laughs> to slip. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. But um, my highlight, I got, uh, let's say, yeah, all right, I'll go with the one. I thought the reception that Crowley got uh, yeah. over at Frio when he did his hammy and he's yep. walking off, I thought that was fantastic. I thought it was bizarre. They didn't clap him when he was at Frio. Yeah. Oh, they loved him when he was at Frio. But it's easy to feel uh, warmth towards their next player when uh, their team's shit. Yeah, <laughs> so and he's just snapped a hammy. Yeah, kind of like when Gaza came back to yeah. Geelong and it's all well and good when they're shit, but when they start beating you, they started <laughs> to get a little bit story. Yeah. That, didn't they? Yeah. No, that's right. Um, well, let's go through the games then. And on Friday night down at uh, Hobart, uh, we had uh, North Melbourne taking care of Richmond. Uh, announced a five-year deal at the top of the uh, before the game as well. Yeah. And I'm sure that they'll be looking forward to plenty more Friday night games down in Hobart in the next five years <laughs> yeah. in four-degree weather. So is their deal is exclusive to Blundstone Arena? Is that how it works? Yeah. And then Hawks have got uh, Aurora, is it? Aurora. I think it's called Aurora now. Might, Some, no. Is that no? That's up. Up north, nah, it's Aurora. Aurora, yeah. It, it used to be. I don't know if it still is. It might be called something else. Right. Um, I haven't actually looked, but what's the sort of proximity of these two ovals? They're close? Or North Hobart and Lemsesson? Hmm. All right. So, pretty much east and west Melbourne, more or less. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. They're, they're different parts. Right. Like, it's right. a good two and a half hour drive. Ah, okay. Right. So, it is like complete different demographics on, yeah. the, on the islands, right? Mm, so, sort of. Yeah. Um, but uh, look, at this game, even though... North ran away and never looked in trouble. I thought it was actually one of their better games of the year. I think they showed um, some real cohesion. 
even at times that they're running around witches' hats, you can still just you know phone in those games at times. Yeah. And they didn't do it. They were really crisp, especially through the middle. I think the tall forward struggled, um, and I think part of that's going to be it was a bit slippery, and you know it was fucking cold as hell. But yeah, um, that. but uh, no Goldstein and no Scott. Um, that was a a big couple of outs for the team, but they still managed to. Magic Door went in there and didn't set the world afire, but uh, he got a few taps and managed to get a bit of the ball around the ground. Yeah, well, I reckon we definitely lost it when um, Dylan Grimes pulled up short at yeah. <laughs> the start of the game. Yeah, that was the have, turning point. It was all downhill after that. Didn't have much luck, the poor old Tigers. They had, yeah. uh, Grimes go before the first bouts, yeah. and, uh, which meant that, who was it, uh, Chaplin had to put his yeah. pie and sauce down yep. <laughs> yeah. to put the boots on. Then they lost Flosten. Um, maybe I know Morris went down for sure. I didn't see no, Boston. Morris. It was Morris. I think uh, he's done a knee. Yeah, and geez, he's just gone back again. Gone for twelve months. Tough. Yeah, it's gonna be tough for Morris because um, he's a hard worker, and that's sort of his his input to the team. Yeah, he's not like the most skilled or um, you know the most goal kicking or anything like that. He's the hard nosed uh, chase you down and never give up attitude. It's hard to do with bung knees. Yep, absolutely. Mm. But I thought it, this, this was just a bullying. Um, North Melbourne was all one way from the start, from the yeah. first quarter. They just had numbers around the ball. Um, yeah, like I said, the cohesion was a lot better. Kept their feet a lot better. And um, the Tigers looked intimidated, to be honest. They looked scared. Well, uh, I remember there was one highlight of Cunnington. Sold so much damn candy, they called him Willy Wonka. Yeah. He, uh, he's, just, he's, on a, he's on a blacklist with FBI. <laughs> or some shit. He was just dancing. Um, but, yeah, it was a, a fairly good uh, all-round effort. Uh, Lindsay Thomas had another howler dead in front. But... Uh, you know, that, that's what you expect from him, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Sam Wright is going to be out for quite some time with a bad ankle. But, uh, yeah, other than that, North got away with a fairly clean sheet. Uh, I thought Mason Wood had a good game. He's been uh, sort of in and out this year, yeah. injuries as well as form. But... He had a concussion. Um, yeah. I, his ability to move at, at his size, I think, he's one of those blokes that you can actually pencil him in for every game possible because he is just going to get better. you just got to get time into him. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Also, Magic Door coming back again. Um, I thought he played well, but do you think it's enough compared for considering how long he's been in the system and well, all that bollocks? The the conversations they were having uh, on the night was that you've got uh, Goldstein, Brown, Petrie, Door. Yeah. Pick three at most. Yeah. Which is what they've been doing. Yeah. Yep. And... Uh, Door's not as good as the other guys. Um, he's he's not a ruckman to the level of Goldstein. Yeah. And he's not a forward to the level of Brown uh, or to Petrie's potential, which but Petrie hasn't played to his potential so far this year. Um, so I, I think they'll get games in the win, but only to rest the other guys. Yeah. I think he's definitely improving, but it's a matter of mm. if he's going to reach that point over Goldstein. Well, probably won't ever reach Goldstein, but no. will he find that niche that he fits into in that team in time? Okay. Um, let's go to Essendon, who are on bottom of the ladder. Could he yep. walk in there and be the number one ruckman? Yes. I think maybe. Yeah, he could go close. He'd go close just based on what they could potentially use him for as opposed to filling yeah. in gaps at the moment. Well, they've so, still got McKernan there, and he'd smash McKernan, I reckon. Yeah, but yeah, Lewenberger's their number one ruckman. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, then you look over at guys like, let's go Port Adelaide, who are running with Trengrove, who's yeah. a key backman. Yeah. Mm. But they go, you know what? We don't want a ruckman. Yeah. So, it's... He's, like, if he's leaving north, where does he go? Because there are places now that they want either a dominant ruckman or don't bother. Yeah. Because yeah. there's teams yeah. like the Bulldogs and Port that are in the don't bother category. Yeah, but I'm not sure Port should be in the don't bother category because they've well, got a yeah. really fast got midfield. Paddy Ryder and yeah, that's play, true. So. That's true. Yeah, fair enough. 
But um, yeah, I think Port would benefit a lot from someone who can jump high and win taps for him. It's a matter of being useful somewhere else around the ground too, though. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Um, no, I thought it was a like I said, one of the better efforts for North, even though. It was against, you know, a bottom... Are they bottom five, bottom six? Yeah. Whatever the Tigers yeah, are. Yeah, but bottom. Bottom-ish, bottom, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, not expected to make finals from here, except yep. by Dimmer. The other thing is also, I think Trent Cotchin's attitude towards the way he plays the game has changed since he's come back and maybe got a bit of a bollocking. Had that... Uh, Put his helmet on. Or got a helmet on. Helmet on, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's coming leaps and bounds. Um, looks like a more of a leader out there as well. He does. Doesn't, doesn't help it? when you get pumped, but hey, you know, small steps. Well, the thing was, the, the key stat for two key stats were hitouts, which uh, Richmond won by a mile, but then tackles. North had almost double the amount of tackles that Richmond had. Yeah, um, but North did better keeping their feet as well, which I thought made a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, you look at the exact tackle numbers. It was 94 to 58, and 94 was a massive number yeah, the whole night, especially in greasy conditions. Uh, Swallow alone had 11, which, you know, it's not quite um, Libertore Zebel levels, but it's a pretty decent effort for a bloke who... He's a good tackler, but yeah. he's not the best tackler. Yeah. What about who's the one that pushed the record? Was it Cunnington that pushed the record for tackles? Or was that someone else? No, it was Zebel, I think. Zebel, was it? A couple of weeks ago. A couple yeah. weeks ago, yeah. And it was, uh, he got 19, and then Libertore got 19 uh, a couple of weeks after that. That's right, yeah. Yep. But yeah. Uh, yeah, all across the board, it was a, a fairly even effort. You'd probably want a bit more uh, from the big man going forward. Brown, I thought, uh, offered up some good options. But um, yeah. Other than that, Richmond struggled a bit with injury and didn't really look like recovering. Um, it's almost a brave effort, you'd say. Almost. Yeah. Um, on to the next game then. At uh, Hawthorne and Melbourne at the MCG. Uh, it was, for, considering the weather, because it rained from the time I got there, which is an hour before the first bounce, yep. to, until well after we left. So constant all day. I thought the quality of the game was actually well above what I expected. Um, the quite crisp um, with the the ball movement some of the times, and they look like they both both teams adapted uh, really quickly. But this game was Melbourne had every chance to take this game, just because they didn't waste any shots on goal. Yeah, like yeah. Um, what, pissing down rain. Uh, if you look at the scores, Hawthorne um, eleven sixteen looks bad. But it wasn't yeah. that bad. It's that was the weather. You're like, you know what? You're just moving the ball forward, trying to get it on goal. Yeah, ten four is ridiculous. Yeah, in that weather. Like, but a lot of the shots were from the goal square. It's yeah. just that's why they, you know, ran hard. Yeah, guys running back towards goal, which is smart. Where where the footy, and they did it well. And when you look at sort of the engine room of Melbourne, it's it's pretty conducive to that wet weather clearance style play. Here you got Tell Jones what, and uh, if Vince Jack Viney was playing, Viney, yeah. yeah. It would have made a huge difference. Kind of conditions that he'd uh, revel in. Yeah. Ben Kenny wasn't playing either as well. Was he injured or is, what was going on with him? Was he withdrawn? Don't no. know. I, I honestly thought he played. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, uh, Maxi Gorn, he had a, a pretty big one, 50 taps, oh, not yeah. bad, uh, but wasn't quite as useful around the ground as we we're expecting him to be. Well, you're right. I mean, you have a look, he had uh, 50 uh, hitouts, but he had one mark mm. yeah. the entire day. Um, whereas you go across the others, and like that was to me where the game was really won for Hawthorne. Mm. Um, I think the total marks were like eighty to forty, um, and that was you know, Hawks were taking able to can take uh, contested marks yeah. as well as when they got the ball, they looked after it. Um, they still you know kicked, weren't afraid to switch it out to the other side yeah. when there was a man free. Um, and I, I reckon what forty marks Melbourne took 
Yeah. I reckon a good 15 of them were from Hawthorne Kicks. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's, um, Melbourne, I still rate them pretty highly, to be honest. They definitely weren't out of the game. Yeah. You say you rate them pretty highly. Do you rate them in the top eight? Oh, I, I want to say yes, but the top eight, I put them in the top ten with potential to get in the top eight. So, so you rate them in the bottom half of the league, <laughs> but pretty highly in the bottom half. High in the bottom half, yeah. though. I was pretty high when I rated them. <laughs> Are they the bottom of the top half or the top of the bottom half? Yeah. 69-96, anyway. Um, Jack Trengove is his first game back as well after Got injury. Got a great uh, ovation from him. Yeah, yeah. deserved um, it too. Yeah, he did well. It looked like it was still a bit skittish at times. Yeah. Not yep. the game to come back in when you've Probably been out not. for two years or two and a half years or whatever it's yep. been. But these are all little pieces that they've had that they haven't been able to put together for a while. So it's good to see mm-hmm. him starting to get that working and uh, starting to be positive and paying dividends. Jesse Hogan was a weird one for me. He looked like he was going to do something, but then he never quite really got into the game. Not a good not a good uh, sort of game for him either. I mean, it's not a key forwards game when it's wet. And... Yeah, but his advantage is he can he's mobile for a guy his size. Uh, he's not a giant no, by no. any means, but he, his... Body on body is generally pretty good, and his ability to find the ball has been good. But yeah, his yeah. ability to bounce the ball has got a little bit. Yeah, that was <laughs> side though. That was just, just why it almost looked like he stepped on it to stop it dead for the next player. Yeah, yeah. like a place kick. Like if, if you did a forward roll, it looked like brilliant globetrotter stuff. <laughs> forward roll, got up, da da. That's what he wanted. He looked a bit embarrassed after that, which uh, deservedly so, because who the fuck bounces in the wet weather? Yeah. Yeah, that was just a bit of a brain fart. Um, someone from Perth probably would do that because not used to rain. So <laughs> didn't think what was going on. Yeah, um, it's good in the like the way the game played. You could see Hawthorne after the first five or ten minutes went right. We've really got to adjust. Here. Yeah, and then it was on. whatever we do, we move the ball forward. Yep. I've never seen so many soccers off the ground miss. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> place kick to save their life. But uh, anyway. I guess that's the way it goes. Isaac Smith had a good game, but he still had some of the most shocking turnovers I've seen. And it's yeah. a couple of weeks in a row now. Some shit-ass facial hair too. Clean uh, that shit up. <laughs> and uh, Viney, um, sorry, not Viney, uh, Bernie Vince gets reported for his uh, right oh, cross yeah. to the chin of Isaac Smith. Yeah. Isaac Smith looked insulted. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. He was like, I can't believe you just did that. I think he was challenging him to a duel. Exactly. Do we duel now or what? <laughs> and then Bernie Vince decided to throw down with Joe Inglis. Uh, after, oh, yeah. After, yeah. yeah. I thought Joe Inglis actually handled it all right. He goes, don't worry about it, mate. I'm just passionate. I'm getting into the, into the game. It's not like he's playing playoffs <laughs> yeah. at fucking Utah. <laughs> but uh, there was another funny one. I can't remember who tweeted it. It was like, and now 10,000 Australians look up who is Joe Inglis. <laughs> Yeah, that rugby guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, uh, it was another win. It was interesting. I had a three or four um, 20-something semi-drunk Melbourne fans behind me. Yep. I've never heard them with hope in their hearts before. Say, I've <laughs> never seen any members. Yeah. <laughs> One thing um, I do love about this current Melbourne side, they've got a guy called Billy Stretch. Now, yeah. I'm presuming his name's William. Do you think he just calls himself Billy just so you don't call him Willie Stretch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could could do. I mean, it's almost a Melbourne name. If it was um, Stretch Jones or Junior, yeah. <laughs> Willie Stretch Long, yeah, Willie Stretch Long, uh, Willie Stretch Behind, <laughs> um, or Willie Stretch Over Your Shoulder, like a regimental soldier. 
Okay, there's a little bit of a stretch that one. Get it? Yeah. Um, geez, uh, Uncle Com, he's come in. Hit us up with your shit jokes. <laughs> we need more. Speaking of shit jokes, Jeffy Garlett. Jeez, didn't they get on him for the day? Yeah. Had an absolute shocker. Easy you, target. You say it's uh, not a day for certain players, and right, we said that with with uh, Hogan. You go, all right, yep. it's not Jeffy Garlett's day. Then you look at the other side of the board. Bruce had a day out. Yeah. Cyril Rioli was one of the best players. Piopolo loved the conditions um, with a lazy 10 tackles. Yeah. Um, th- that was the other thing. Just like the Friday night game, uh, if you have a look at the top 10 tacklers, I think the first seven are Hawthorne players. Um, this mm. just shows how ferocious they were. And it doesn't make sense because at the stoppages, it was Dom Tyson, Nathan Jones, and Bernie Vince all day. Yeah. Just wherever they went at the stoppages, it's, the ball seemed to follow them. Well, it looked like Melbourne weren't spreading enough. Like, they'd handball, but it'd be hip pocket handballs where one player could then cover two. Yeah. Uh, Also with um, Hawthorne, when you look at the Melbourne squad, the one one area you'd sort of pick where you've got to hold them down or something is the midfield. But also, you could probably play it the other way and look at the rest of their their sort of setup and realise that they're weak there, but they're strong in the middle, whereas Hawthorne have got a higher average across all their their play, all their um, positions. Mm. So you could maybe weaken your... Uh, midfield a little bit for the sake of being stronger elsewhere on the ground. I think that they lack a little nous as well. Like yep. that's probably a shitty way of saying experience. Yeah. Because I looked at some of the setups with, at uh, center bounces where they pushed both flanks up the wing a little right. bit. Yep. So essentially, you're playing with four wingmen yep. and mm. four in your forwards. Yeah. So Melbourne won the ball, and then you kick it out to the flank, right? Because that's where your extra yep. man's going to run through. Yeah. They kick it down the guts. You're like, right. what are you doing that you for? Turn it over, yeah, yeah. But it's you know, it's a split-second decision you've got to make when you get the ball. Yeah. But you should know that your men have come down yeah. the wing already. You should be conditioned to, as soon as you get it, there's going to be your first thought on what you do. You're going out to the, yeah. the, the corner of the 50-meter arc because yep. your men mm-hmm. is out there. Yeah. Or push your wings up. But, that, that's yeah. the thing as well. Is, is that strategy? Usually you're putting your flankers in there so that if you win clearances, you can hand pass and run your way out of there yeah, because yeah. you're kicking it wide. It's going to be a contest. But if you're taking your, your flanks off of the actual flank, usually they're running forward towards goal. So yeah. you can have them as extra midfielders. Well, but That's what you do. Either you run it through those extra wing, wingmen or you kick it wide to the flanks and they're hitting it front and center. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. But the last place you go is down the guts yeah. to a three-on-one. And the, the last thing you do if you're the flankman or the wingman is run into the actual uh, contest because then you just crowd it in there yeah. and as soon as you get out, you're, you're short. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, it's just something that I noticed, you know, because you're at the ground, yeah. you actually yeah. see mm. the setups and that yeah. kind of stuff. Petrarca was handy again. He's developing well for them. First yes. year player. Uh, well, yeah. no, he's not a first year um, debuting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Second year on the list. Yeah, but, uh, yeah obviously he's going to be quality. Is he picked number two or whatever he yeah. was yeah. behind Paddy McCart? He's wonder where he'll end up. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to hang on to him now, especially when they have uh, lots of money left over when Hogan goes west. Yep. Anyway, uh, Carlton Brisbane, uh, the game uh, that was played under the roof. Um, I was very jealous of that at one stage. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, I mean, there was only two things about this game really, and that was the run of Carlton continues yep. and run as in their good form. Yeah. I mean, six and five at the halfway mark. Yep. As well as just how much they ran. And Rockliffe nearly gets his half century up. Yeah, and like Rockliffe's always had that talent. He's always had games where he, uh, we know, we got thirty plus yeah. or whatever. But holy shit, that's a hell of a in a side that got absolutely spanked. Well, it's clearly it's it's almost Kobe Bryant esque. Yeah, let's just give the ball to him. Yeah, yeah. see what we can do. <coughs> well, that's a bit of the the Mitchellitis in that uh, Clarkson saying if Mitchell's getting that many, the other midfielders aren't doing their job, and you'd have to say the same about Rockliffe. 
Well, obviously, I mean, there are other midfielders, you know, uh, uh, Zorko, who's usually pretty good for his 30. Yeah. And then who's their next big midfielder? Like uh, Daniel Rich? Yeah, probably. I mean, he's, you wouldn't put Batstenak up there yet. Well, even Rich has been playing forward a little bit lately as well. So he's kind of one that they need him to fill in other spots around the ground. Lazy because... pricky. Is <laughs> and did you see uh, uh, Christensen go down from a, a mighty solid bump? Wasn't a great bump. Uh, Who Pete, was it from? Uh, I, I want to say Casbolt, but I could easily be wrong. I was just more looking at, oh, you got knocked the fuck out, son. It got him nice. It was beautiful on the side and everything. It was legit. Um, I'm glad the commentators jumped on board with saying that's a a legit fair bump. Sometimes, sometimes you're the uh, wall, sometimes you're the wrecking ball, and he got fucked. Because those ones, especially where it's such solid content like that, Mm. it's like being shell-shocked. Like, you feel your organs hurt. It just goes through everything. Yeah, but this is solid, like, because there's no snap or anything, just bang, and you're, oh, shit, just fold you. Christensen uh, in the past hasn't minded at all sliding tackles up or, you know, exposing his head. In that tackle or in that bump, had he decided, I'm going to get a free here, I'm going to meet this with my head, yeah. Yeah, he could he, be dead. he'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. Or Pretty he'd, sure he'd walk off. So I think if that happened, he would have seen it coming as well. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. what actually happened, he did not see it coming. Yeah. Uh, it's great to see sometimes. Yeah, and look, I, I'm not a big lover of Christensen, to be honest. So no, it, no one is. Uh, it didn't bother me at all. No. Also, a big fan of seeing Mitch Robinson get spanked by his old club. <laughs> <laughs> really? You don't like Mitch? Oh, he's all right, but he's just an easy target. That's all. Yeah, he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, he seems the kind of bloke you can insult to his face, and he'd be like, yeah? It seems like you'd be able to go toe-to-toe with him and then have a beer afterwards. Oh, absolutely. Talk about it. <laughs> Especially at Stereosonic. Yeah. Or, or yeah. whatever the fuck it was. Bro down. That's what it's called. <laughs> um, Ed Kernow had uh, one of his best games as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, doing a bit of everything on the day. Yep, he's about to get injured, I think. So. <laughs> you see, form like this is he sees him get cleaned up and hurt his knees. Weedering, tearing it up again, too. Like, yeah. Playing on Shacky, too. So it was yep. number one versus number two pick. Yep. He's, he's playing like a guy five years in. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. He's yep. doing nothing flash, nothing flash at all. Yep. But it just, just his job, week in, week out. Speaking of five years in, Sam Carriage is finally starting to get some time and just proving uh, he's probably one of the better pickups for mm. season players in yeah. the, the um, draft. How was. good are they looking? Too good. And it makes me uncomfortable, really. Because <laughs> um, generally, there's been a love-hate relationship between Carlton where we, we hate each other, but yeah, you can share each other's misery. <laughs> I feel like they're just letting us down. I've got to blame Bolton. Blame yeah. Bolton. I can't believe a man that nice could make us actually enjoy watching Carlton play. Yep. How many years has Dale Thomas got left? Well, I would have said he's uh, on the scrap heap. After after this year, even if he's got a year left on his contract, he's turning in a good season. Yep, he's, it's got to be said he's had more good games than bad. Yep, I'd say he he's been okay, but he hasn't provided value. Like for the Absolutely money they're paying that. him, <laughs> no, not nowhere near for the money they're paying. Him. That, that's out of the question. Yeah, um, but then again, they trade him on; they're not going to get that money anyway. They'll be paying for him to play for someone else. He's uh, holding his spot. I'll give him that. And that's all you can ask for at this stage. Yep. Um, you know, with all the injuries behind him. And it's not his fault that they threw too much money at him. Exactly, yeah. Well, that's so much that Eddie Betts had to leave. Yeah, exactly. But again, it's not his fault. You, you put those uh, zeros in front of him. I'm going to sign that contract too. Let's hope he's invested it wisely because <laughs> pretty sure a comma's coming off. <laughs> on his uh, next contract. Yeah, yeah guarantee. Um, but it was, you know, even the lesser likes of Carlton, you know, the guys like Pl- Lockie Plowman, yeah. Um, yeah. the the uh, Irish contingent, um, even Jed Lamb is putting in good efforts here and there. Yep. Um, it's 
really impressive from Carlton. They don't have as many passengers, whereas last year they had 20 passengers yeah. just about <laughs> yep. every game. Well, and they fucking hated their own side. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't believe that uh, they, they've put up six wins already. No, honestly, did you have them winning six for the season? No. Did you winning three for the season? No. <laughs> I, I, I said I one they, or two. I said they could beat Essendon. Mm, yeah. and, I, and I left it there. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're putting a, a bright one. I mean, it, it only uh, we'll come to see how long they can last through the second half, but mm. they're already leaps and bounds ahead of where anybody had them picked. And they look like they give a shit. Whereas last year, the only I remember many games, the players just didn't go fuck. And Kerno was the only bloke I remember who would give a shit week in, week out. And by the end of the season, he didn't give a fuck either. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other one was, um, well, was it Menzel, who's before he got traded? Yeah. Last year? Of, he played, played, played pretty decent, and then off he goes. Yeah. All right, on to uh, one of the better games for the round. And it was good because we needed some. Yeah. Um, Geelong and GWS, it was the class of Geelong in the middle that just dominated. Yeah. Um, like that was GWS was still in it, um, yeah. Even late into the game, but it was always played on Geelong's pace, mm. yeah. And they were dictating it from well, the get go. That's exactly what I was thinking when I was watching it. And with this sort of game, especially the way that GWS play, where it's usually very fast paced, um, direct down the middle footy, yep. And uh, this sort of conditions, it was a lot harder to to play that way and make it fast because it's slippery and um, it's hard to keep your feet and whatnot. But I noticed that GWS they. They started to win when they controlled the possession, which they usually do, but they had to slow it down a little bit. So when they controlled the yeah. possession, even if it meant they had to go backwards a little bit, it was boring as shit to watch, but that's when they actually started winning. Yeah. That's when they controlled the pace of the game, played on their on their terms. As soon as that stopped, and a lot of it was due to the pressure, which was pretty good from Geelong all around the ground, that's when they started losing and, and couldn't really sort of handle the, the pressure or get it back. Mm. Stevie J showed he knows the ground. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, kicking goals around the corner is what he does for breakfast. But especially at Simmons Stadium. But it's, if uh, they had have won by a Stevie J goal, the place might have rioted. Yeah. I don't, it's funny when um, players come back to their old clubs, uh, who gets booed and who gets cheered. Yep. And uh, it's always about how they left. Yeah, and Stevie absolutely. J clearly didn't want to leave. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the images of him in the change room after his last game yeah. um, show that he wanted to stay there. And he was doing everything he could on the field to try and stay there. Um, but look... He's a good chance to go deep in the finals with the Giants. Yeah, yep. Uh, I always wonder if, if it's worse from a player's perspective if your former home crowd is indifferent. You know, if like, did he play for us, did he? Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, it says <laughs> something shit. Yeah. when you get to there. <laughs> yeah. It's like when, um, you know, Tom Murphy comes back when he's playing for the Gold Coast <laughs> yeah. against Hawthorne. They're like, yeah. oh, see, oh, that's right, yeah. He's still yeah. around. I thought he you were playing in Box Hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a few of them like that around. Is that Buddy fellow in Sydney? Yeah, yeah Buddy's a bit that, different. That, that fellow. <laughs> like, Benny McGlynn doesn't get booed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I think most Hawks fans have forgotten he actually played for Hawthorne, but, you know, w- when I watched him, I could forget quite easily, too. Those Essendon fans boo Teddy Richards. <laughs> um, is it trouble for the Giants that Big Mummy is uh, struggling? He's looking forward to the bye. Well, I think that's always the case with the big men. Rest, uh, rest some old bones. Especially... You know, a bloke who he's only just now putting together a decent run of uh, games because last year he was obviously out for quite a lot of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with a bloke like him, I would think that they might manage him a bit better, um, especially when they want to start getting games into some of the young guys. Because I I would say GWS are odds on to play finals. Yeah. And they need Mumford if they're going to do that and win. Yeah. So, I thought. Sorry. No. No. Okay. I thought some of it was down to the fact of Zach Smith played a good game as well. Mm. And I thought when he was at, well. 
Yeah, when he was at Gold Coast, he showed lots of potential. He had a few good games at the start. I think he might have got found out a bit or injured or something. But I feel like he's picked up from that first season he had at, at Gold Coast in this season at Geelong, and he's come leaps and bounds. And it looked like Mumford was getting frustrated with it. Yeah. And then trying to intimidate him and push him around and make him a bit scared and, and be physical when it just wasn't working, which just made Mumford frustrated. Yeah, well, it was mm. probably more to the fact that um, Zach Smith's got better players around him now. Yeah, true. Whereas, I mean, at Gold Coast, you obviously had Ablett. Yeah, but um, Ablett's not really somebody that's going to go give you, you know, uh, yeah, uh, the, the hard stuff as well. Yeah. Um, by that I mean the, the intimidation side yeah. of it, or take any of that away from you. Yeah. But there's a comfortable arrogance with Geelong. In yeah. That, and the kind of only arrogance you can get from winning all the time. Yeah, definitely. Um, and when you're surrounded by that, youthful arrogance. Yeah, exactly. It's a different kind. Oh, except for Stevie J. He's got, he's got the same comfortable arrogance. Yep. Um, and he displays it with just about every kick. It's only an arrogant arrogance. Toby Green. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Luke Rockhold. Um, yep. But look, keeping Heath short, just 22 kicks, um, yeah. not a bad effort. Yep. Um, making him accountable for somebody. Yeah, I thought uh, tagging him back when was a bit optimistic, but they did well. Hey, if it works, <laughs> don't argue. Um, but I don't think GWS did too much wrong at the same time. Yeah. They just... It's a tough assignment to go down to Geelong to win. Yeah, I thought it was it was a game that if they like I said they need to control the possession that takes an immense amount of concentration. And there's yeah. one little slip or a bit too much pressure. You've got to adjust and then consistently readjust, and it is a, a grinding way to sort of play against Geelong. I think if this game had been moved to Eddie Had, it would have been a, a very different game we saw. Yeah, but uh, you know, if and or but, yeah, uh, exactly. GWS were not quite good enough on the day, but. Damn, they look encouraging. Yeah, yeah. Harry Taylor, still no clearances. No, poor bastard. Uh, on to Gold Coast versus Sydney. <laughs> and the only interest in this match was just how wet can it get? Yeah, yeah. Um, did you see the uh, video that Solly tweeted during the day? Yeah, of the fog. Looked like it was out of um, Walking Dead or something. And the, uh, the the rain just sweeping through. Yeah. Uh, I think it was at three-quarter time of the seconds. They went, let's have a bit of a break here. Just yep. let see if this cyclone blows over. Yep. But um, it, to be honest, it, uh, the Suns were never in the chance. All the weather did was contain the, the violets, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. If you're a, a Suns fan and you turned up, you've earned your membership. Uh, the crowd numbers was the smallest they've had in nearly 20 years, I think. Yep. 4,300 rocked up. That is 4,300 more than had any right to rock up. That yep. is brilliant to get 4,000 yeah. in that game. Yeah, bloody oath. Absolutely. Because uh, I'll tell you what, if I was a big Sun supporter on the Gold Coast, I wouldn't Ooh. have gone. I think there are plenty of coaches who I do have to go. Well, look, the thing about this, we found, well, we didn't, but the coverage found Gold Coast number one fan. There was this young fella <laughs> sitting by himself in the torrential rain. An hour before the first bounce. Yep, didn't give a shit. Without a poncho. Was he the yeah. one with a snorkel on? No, that was probably <laughs> that his was old man. Yeah, he was a groundskeeper. <laughs> Willie. So, fuck me. I saw a couple of guys in the rugby actually had the wetsuit on as well. Oh, really? Wetsuit with the snorkel. Yeah. So all that says is this guy who brought the snorkel to the Sydney um, Gold Coast game, half measure, mate. Mm. Yeah. Pull your fucking head in. Do it properly. Get your scuba, scuba shit out. Um, so yeah, pretty shit game. I actually switched over and started watching Greece versus Australia. <laughs> and um, played in the same conditions with the same pitch. It was fucking horrible. It, it's hard to watch games like that. You just yeah. really, even as a fan, you're like, don't get injured. Just yep. don't get injured. Yep. I don't care what you do. And especially international, like there's been a bit of uproar about it, but I was embarrassed for the Australian Soccer Federation to have host an international game on shit like that. Yeah. I was embarrassed Tim Cale took his top off and showed he had a bra on. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, that was in, yeah, I was surprised that linesman got let out of the stadium, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I was jumping up in the lounge room. 
Um, all I can say for Gold Coast is they kicked a goal every quarter, and that's not bad in that condition. You've got um, to hang your hat on something, don't yeah. you? And look, Sydney are too classy all, all over. Um, yep. It was never going to go any other way. Well, in these conditions, the, the quality of disposal matters more than any other any other stat, yep. and Sydney just had it. Their effectiveness was far beyond what Gold Coast could manage, even with a jig ablet. It's, it's all about stoppages, because you're just going to mm. kick it forward you yep. know, and just try and get another stoppage, and they're too classy in the midfield. Almost tempting to get like a rugby union scrum. We got one mate in the middle. Much. Just keep moving the ball forward. Yep, just well, keep pushing it forward. When you look at the stats, uh, Gold Coast apparently won the stoppages, but uh, I'm not sure how many effective yeah. wins they were. Uh, inside 50 is pretty similar, but uh, contested possessions, Gold Coast actually won. But uh, hit outs and tackles, it's all Sydney. And quality. Uh, their effectiveness was far, far better. The stats almost mean nothing in these games. Yeah, like contested possessions. Well, there's 50 blokes around the ball at every yeah, yeah, every yeah. time, so it's just a matter of who can get it moving forward. So it's almost under seven style. You just exactly, get it forward. And... Yeah. Um, on to the battle of the uh, wooden spooners. Um, Fremantle put a hurting on Essendon um, right from the get go. Uh, I think even Worsfold came out and said we're not at AFL standard. Yeah, um, it's just it's what happens when you lose 12 of your best players. Well, the old. The old chestnut going around is, if Essendon finished last, which we expect they would, do they deserve number one draft pick? Of course they do. Um, yeah, for my mind, they've been punished, and part of that punishment has meant it is more likely to get number one draft pick. You can't double dip on the punishment. Yeah, exactly. I don't see what the point is. Um, they've already lost draft picks. Now they've lost mm. players. They've lost fuck knows how many, how much money. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to lose more money. I mean, yeah. it comes a point where you go, you know what? We're done. It's like you just always want to get one last lick in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't penalise someone and then penalise them for getting penalised. That's a bit, exactly. a bit fucked up. But um, I'm not saying they deserve it, but they've earned it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just a lot, look at the headline from the AFL.com uh, game report where it's got, one pick isn't worth destroying our culture. We're talking about tanking for Frio. Frio, yep. Worst culture is actually trying and losing just about every game. Yeah. <laughs> <So. laughs> Um, I think your culture's shit, so let's maybe change something. I don't know. I, I think if you're trying and you're falling short, I think that still says good culture. I don't know. But yeah. I hate this argument about culture. I mean, what the fuck does culture mean? Exactly. Um, I've never heard them define it. It's like, oh, it's it's the vibe. You yeah. know, it's how they go about it. I'm like, to me, it should be how you prepare yourself as a professional yep. for the game. Yep. Um, now, the example that I heard, was it um, Billy Slater? Right. Say so for the Melbourne Storm, he said that they had a terrible culture back in the day at Melbourne Demons. Right. Because you know after the game that you go have your ice baths and you prepare and that. He said those guys they were in spas, you know, just relaxing for a good twenty five thirty minutes. Yeah. And stuff like that. Said, that's not professional. Yeah. Like professional go has the ice bath because it hurts, but it does your body better anyway. Yeah. So to me that's culture shit. But yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think they're tanking. They just they're not trying their best to win, but they'll still get two or three wins, and it doesn't matter for Frio if they get the number one pick or the number three pick because mm. they'll get the best Western Australian in the draft. <laughs> yeah, mm. so <laughs> it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah, and if, if they don't get him in the draft, they'll just get him next year when he tries to come home. Two years. Yeah, that's all it is. I mean, they'll get the best Western Australian if he goes. If Fremantle have first pick is five, the best Western Australian will go pick five. Yeah. It's, I mean, free must be pretty great because you see everyone want to go home there and Pav was never keen to go back to SA. So. Never wanted to go back. No. Yeah. Very happy. Maybe the culture in Frio is great, but their footy sucks. Well, I've always heard a whisper. Maybe it's too good. 
sure. I've always heard a whisper, and I've never had uh, anybody confirm it. Yeah. But there is a lot of great investment and off-field business opportunities if you play for Frio. Right. Okay. I confirmed. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise you. Well, obviously, West Australia is fucking huge and lots of mines there, yeah. so there's plenty of cash going right. around the state. I mean, Peter Bell was tied up in bloody everything. Yeah. Well, he was a hard-working little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've always heard heard that. Um, look, it was a game that Frio had to win, otherwise yeah. they, I reckon they would have <laughs> lost their number one draft pick if they lost this game. Yeah. I reckon you would have yeah. just shut off electricity in Fremantle. The you AFL would have gone... Fuck you. How yeah. can you lose to them? <laughs> Fuck off. Anyway. Um, it wasn't interesting to watch either, so I don't no. watch the highlights. Um, Collingwood hosting Port Adelaide, and I think one of the best matchups was on Twitter with these two sides having a go at each other. <laughs> I heard it, but I haven't read it. Yeah. Uh, you should have looked. It, it was it was decent. Um, and Collingwood gave as good as they got, to be honest. Well, that's good. Um, but uh, Port Adelaide were just too classy all day. I was at the game and uh, surrounded by Collingwood supporters and it was fantastic to see uh, not just Cloak have a, an easy miss, but uh, <laughs> Jesse White running into an open goal. Bang! Who do they hate more? Well, White had two bad misses. He missed one from probably 15 out on maybe a 60 degree, or 30 degree from centre angle. Uh, that went through for a point. And then another one running into open goal. Bang! To the post. Um Got to the stage where I think uh, Port was actually seeking him out. <laughs> like, uh, they didn't want to get punished for deliberate out-of-bounds or a little bit rush behind, so they just given a, him, Jesse White, having a shot. It's like an exhibition basketball, if you find if there's one person that can dunk. Yeah. And the other team's like, come on, yeah, come on. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Except the exact opposite. <laughs> Fuck this up, come on. But, yeah, it was, it was fun seeing the crowd jeer him, including all the Collingwood supporters. Well, Mason Cox has kicked two more goals than Jesse White and Travis Cloak combined. Um, <laughs> he was... His hands were fantastic for the conditions. Basketball background, I hear. Yeah, well, allegedly. That's uh, you know, I love playing. Oh, this is yeah, I love playing the rain basketball. That's where it happens. <laughs> when his hands are four He's feet from, long, it from, helps from, too. from the ghettos of Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, in, in terms of uh, highlights for Collingwood, there there weren't really that many. Well, um, them losing is always a highlight. So, but yeah. I mean, when you kick seven goals, sixteen, you're not going to win. Anything. Yeah, and some of those were just stupid dribblers that had no right to go through and didn't. Uh, Port, however, had a few stupid dribblers that just bounced at right <laughs> angles and <laughs> left angles and up angles and down and went through the posts. And you could see it, you could see it many, from ages away. How many times did you see Port Adelaide running into their forward 50 and there was three Port players to one Collingwood defender? So damn much. Uh, and you'd see the Port players were actually hanging off on the wings. Yeah. And you saw a few times, like, I think it was... Um, Jackie Need, or uh, it was one with Charlie Dixon who dropped the ball, fumbled it, and ah, oh, you kick the goal. Yeah. I'm, I'm busy. I'm just I'm thinking about something else. Yeah, West off down to Young, I think. Uh, uh, down to Wingard. Oh yeah, um, Young was at the back for about three of his four goals, I think. Uh, I saw great footage of it. There was times where he was sitting in the forward fifty. There was a ball up on the wing. He's sitting in the forward fifty by himself. I'm like, guys, really? Yeah. Like you've got thirty, forty seconds to go put someone on him. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that uh, he's not really earning his own ball, but fuck that. If you're a forward and you're on your own in the forward 50, that's where you want to be. If no one's manning you up, well, fuck it hell. I don't yeah. care where the ball is. If you can have open space in the forward 50 as a forward, you love that shit. Um, saying, don't leave your keys in the car at the Collingwood game. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same fucking thing. Don't take your car. <laughs> um, do you reckon that Porter getting a good enough return out of Charlie Dixon? Not yet. Yeah. Um, although he, he provided a lot of good contests on the day, which yep. is... 
it's almost backhanded compliments in yeah. that you've lowered the bar for what you expect. Because at the end of the day, he's a key forward. They've won by, well, they win by 60, yeah, 70. Like that. And he hasn't kicked a goal. Yeah. But he's created some opportunities. Yeah. Um, but I still y- like yeah. him better at Westhoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's certainly got a more uh, size about him. Yeah. But hey. he, so he had a good game, but he still hasn't troubled the scorers. And he hasn't yeah. dominated, but yeah. he, he crashed packs and that kind of stuff. And I guess it's a wet day. Do you saw Hamish Hartlett try and build everyone again? He uh, hates money. <laughs> yeah, he he had a fair crack at it. Uh, no, no one was really worried. Them. No, not someone you'd be scared of uh, walking around Port Adelaide at night. <laughs> no, no. Um, he he didn't really intimidate anyone, and I think everyone just kind of, even when there was that big brawl at quarter time with the show after the siren. Everyone running in kind of be like, seemed to be like, oh, I've got to run in, I've got to run out. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, fuck this. Just guys. Melos are fucking pointless. Yeah. But the thing is, when you're running in, you're like, all right, I'm going to hear who's, who's my lining up. Yep, this motherfucker. It's going to be Hartlett. <laughs> cheat one of this guy. What, mean, what are they hoping to do? They grab somebody by the jumper and, well, I'm going to hold you now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I might swear a little bit, but as long as the cameras don't hear me, I'm like, yeah. That's why I wonder if you're a rookie and the first time that happened, you just clock someone straight on the jaw. Good. Do you reckon that, that everyone just stops? You guys said that precedence that in your career, you don't fucking do this to me. <laughs> well, just someone do a flying armbar or some shit. Just make it a rule because you know the other team will be like, all right, if you piss him off, he'll whack you, and then he'll get sent off, and they'll be good for us. Someone's going to have to be the fodder for that. Yep. So, so it's almost like finding out who's the shittest in your team. Well, Brent Staker probably he's good on injuries now. He might be able to come back. I think he's got his own... Um, he's coaching. Coaching. He's got a, a fitness business going on now. Um, oh, yeah. Fit by Staker or something like that. Sounds yeah. familiar. Something like that, doing workouts or whatnot. So, yeah, if you're up in Brisbane, look him up, get fit, whatever you like. Trying <laughs> yeah, to throw him a bone. What a great yeah. plug. <laughs> like yeah. uh, cool story. Look, I ex- expected uh, Port to win this one because Collingwood have uh, suffered too many injuries. Um, the fact that they were forced to play Travis Cloak even though he hadn't set the world alight in the VFL. Yeah. Do you reckon they're trying to get a bit of value? Just give him some... some... No. No? No. Nope. I reckon they played him because they had to. They ran out of soldiers. Yeah, One of the uh, the perfect situations that happened at this game, after the game, because I was there with a mate as a port supporter, we went to the uh, Doug Keith Miller room or whatever it was, uh, and they were auctioning off a signed Guernsey, and someone nicked it. And <laughs> the thing is... You don't know who the fuck it could have been. It could have been any supporter from either team. Yeah. Or player. Yeah, or player. Yeah, yeah apparently Ben Jacobs did that uh, to the North guys a couple of weeks back. But, um, yeah, so the, I thought that was appropriate. Someone's nicked the prize. Well done. Yeah, let's be honest. They never had a prize. They just need some cash. <laughs> <laughs> there was no Guernsey. They were doing a cramps raffle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a car for sale next week. You've heard that old joke about the bloke that's selling a raffle tickets for a donkey? Yeah. No, dead no. donkey. Well, he says, you know, I'll sell the tickets for uh, two bucks each. It's a, the donkey's already dead. He goes, well, what do you do when someone wins it? Yes, refund their money? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so on to the Bulldogs and West Coast Eagles. Uh, for my money, it was a match of the round. A um, couple of very important outs before the game in um, McGovern uh, for the Eagles. But I feel like McGovern being a tall running backman doesn't hurt them as much because... Um, the Bulldogs don't have that tall key forward. Yeah, mm. yeah. But Easton Wood out for the Bulldogs. Massive. Yeah. Massive. I mean, yep. their standing he's, captain. He's all Australian. Uh, last year and likely this year. He's a wall across half back, yeah. more or less. And a sticky wall. He marks everything. 
and sticky wall. Yeah, yeah. I was, that's what I hope that will slide through. Everyone knows that one. Um, <laughs> glory hole wall. Yeah. It, it did mean that Marcus Bontepelli got to wear the captain's uh, band for the first yeah. time at 20 years of age or whatever. Yeah. Why don't and, we have a captain's band? Oh, what's the point? Oh, yeah. I don't know, because it's a contact sport, unlike yeah, soccer. I don't know, Give actually. him a cap. Yeah, they didn't have a little C on their guns or anything. Yeah, yeah a fuck. <laughs> it was a, there was a basketball player. It was in that uh, Jason Williams Loose Balls book. Yeah. He goes, what's the C on their guns? He's a European player. Yeah. What's the C on his uh, singlet mean? He's like, what do you think it means? Caucasian? <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> We've got to identify them. You know, some of those guys got the gold stars on them. You but, don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, but he, he put in a good game as well for the first time being captain, so you've got to be happy with that. Yeah. Uh, Matty Boyd back in uh, his first game back for a, a couple of weeks. Um, lazy 34 touches. Not a bad effort. You've got to be happy with that. Yeah. Um, and suckling across the back, um, his, uh, his boot is still the laser it's always been. Mm. There's a couple of times he's like, I still don't get how he kicks it. Yeah. And that action and is still able to be accurate. But it just goes to show if you. Do it the same way every single time. It can work yeah. for you. Well, if the dogs are able to get all their players back on board, I mean, Murphy's not going to come back this season, you'd, you'd expect. But if they can get a clean injury sheet, they are going to be so vicious come finals time. Fucking dangerous, aren't they? Yeah. They're, like, they're going to have troubles trying to select a team because yeah. you're going to yeah. have that much, oh, is it this way or that way? Especially the back line. And the back yeah. line's not going to change, except for Murphy, over the next probably three or four years, as long as they can keep everyone in the same... Uh, salary cap. Yeah. Well, that's it, though. They've had to change the back line every week because mm. somebody else gets injured. Yeah. And someone yeah. steps up. That's the thing. And, and there's been people who are, uh, are some unknowns and some who you've sort of written off. Like when Johannesson all of a sudden shaved his head and started killing it. Yeah. And then he, he gets injured. He was a monster. Yeah. And then he get wood back. He kills it. Um, Adams had some good games as well. Yeah, yeah. I think he got injured as well. Um, mm. What's his... Oh, God. Marcus Adams. Like, who was he? Exactly. Last, I, I, exactly. I specimen. I think yep. he's... Uh, he debuted this year, or he might have played one or two games before. But he's been, again, solid, just like Weedering um, down back, just not making mm, yeah. mistakes and doing the right things. Yep. They're getting plenty of run out of Libertore as well. Yeah. Lots of ball use. There was uh, one highlighted um, by one of the footy shows um, tonight or, or yesterday where he's you know made the clearance in the back 50 and then kicked the goal in the forward 50. Yeah, yeah. Um, his work rate is phenomenal. Amazing stuff, and him and Mitch Wallace getting more games together is just gonna like, scary. That's yeah. the kind of Especially duo as well. you need. And then throw in Bottom Pelly and you, and Lockie Hunter, Dowhouse, and you're just thinking, "Fuck me!" That that's one thing about Libertore that is underrated is his work rate. Uh, he, he's a talented player, but uh, you know, talent will get you so far. But he works harder than any other midfielder, I reckon, in yeah. terms of willing to run to a contest, run to a tackle, and just run to be an option. He is a, he's a terrier. He's fucking aggressive as fuck. Yeah. I think mainly that's because if he didn't run to all those things, his old man would beat the shit out of him. Or scratch his eyes out. <laughs> uh, kicked the lazy three as well, so that's not a bad return for the little liver. That's uh, pretty handy. But it was a classy day um, from the Bulldogs, um, and a lot of it was down to they kept a few of the stars silent from the Eagles. Mm. Um, yep. In that, uh, like, Matty Prittis has only had six kicks on the day. Yeah, Nick Nat only got six touches. Yeah, Nick Nat got a broken nose for his troubles, um, so he might miss a game. And, uh, Do you reckon Sandlin's sort of had a quiet cheer? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if he looked down from his beanstalk. I don't think Sandlin's does anything quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Josh Kennedy's had uh, just the, the three kicks as well. Was he had uh, three marks on the day? 
um, and just the one goal. So you've got to be happy if you're keeping um, the reigning Coleman medalist to just the one mm. one good shot on goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've done exceptionally well. So I think this is an, one of their best four-quarter efforts that they've put together. But the thing is, too, West Coast were coming at them hard. Yeah. Like the last, they get three goals uh, in the second half of the fourth quarter and they looked like they were coming on strong. And if you're going to criticise the Western Bulldogs, it'll be they have been brittle at times. Uh, but no, nope, they managed to recover, get a goal back, and then hold on. They did very, very well, especially when the ball was down uh, in their defensive half for quite a bit of that last uh, few minutes. A little bit of frantic at the end, but they uh, yeah, held on well. I'm still mm. disappointing from a West Coast perspective because obviously their main criticism is not winning away from home. Yeah. Or, or against top eight sides. Yeah, this is a competitive game that uh, you, you want to win with these ones just to give yourself a bit of confidence. Uh, when you look at how the top eight is going to shape up, these two will very likely meet again in the finals time. Um, like we covered off last week in the games against top eight sides, Eagles are now 0-4, yep. but I think all four have been away. Yeah. Yep. So when they get the return legs in the second half of the season, you should expect that to improve. And if it yeah. doesn't, then they're just pretenders and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Are yeah. you are you throwing the Eagles into the premiership chat? Not yet. No, I see, I, I don't think so yet either. Um, I think that Adelaide are a better chance than them at the minute. Yeah, yeah. especially with how to deal with pressure. So yeah. Um, speaking of, we'll go to Adelaide gave St Kilda a thumping. Um, it was always going to be an Adelaide win, but as soon as um, St Kilda started going down like flies, um, they lost yep. uh, Goddard. Uh, somebody else, um, that's right, Paddy McCartan also got uh, concussed. Yeah. And that's his second concussion for this year. So I, I suspect he'd sit out at least two games. Yeah. Probably take him through to the bye and then bring him back after that. But it was domination from the get go um, for the Crows and. The result was never in doubt. Yeah, um, big big loss losing Hugh Goddard as well. Just got a got another a run, and yeah. he's one of those players that they're looking to solidify across that half back line and someone that they're going to be a key player in the team in the future. Yeah, Eddie Betts was unusually quiet, but I guess he just you know got a bit bored of winning Camrys. Probably still hung over from last weekend. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> um, Jenkins uh, had another uh, day out, kicked seven goals, should have kicked eight. Uh, he ran into an open goal right at the end and hit the woodwork. Yep. Um, yep. Again, he still kicked, I think, four of them from the goal square. But some people are acting like that's a bad thing. Yeah. Like somebody's got to be there. And he's the one mm, making that yeah. hard running to yep. get loose in the goal square by himself. Yeah. Took some nice marks for those goals too. So, yeah. I mean, that's his job. That's what he's there to do. Do you reckon if you're him and people are like, oh, yeah, but you got it from the goal square. You're like, I kick seven, mate. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> I don't care. It's still six points each. Yeah, and the thing is, as a midfielder, if you can deliver it to your big man in the goal square every time, you give yourself pats on the back. Exactly. Oh, he's he's buying you a beer afterwards, at least. He's, yeah, he should be buying seven, because apparently he's going <laughs> to piss off to Brisbane, isn't the rumours, that they've thrown some money at him. Apparently there's a big, big money offer, and as well it should be. Yeah. Um, mm, why wouldn't you? They'll need a big money offer to get someone well, to Brizzy. It'd be a tough call, because... Adelaide are a side that are on the up. Yeah. Well, they're going to contend. I mean, they're a legitimate premiership chance mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. yeah. this year. But yeah. at the same time, if somebody offers you four times your wage, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, you've got a family to think about. And full, uh, full respect if, to Brisbane. If not, keep it all. <laughs> <laughs> Brisbane have to offer that too. Uh, they need something. Something. Yeah. yeah. Um, Daniel Talia has had another great game. Um, he's been really solid across the back and is uh, tandem with uh, Hardigan. Yep. Um, they've been really solid all year. Yeah. I just noticed Crouch, Matt Crouch got 36 posies. Yeah. Oh, shit. He always had big raps on him. Uh, he never sort of take, took the next step. 
So it'll be interesting to see if he uh, upholds this. But he's always playing consistently and, and good, but uh, big raps when he was a young draftee. Yeah, not for nothing, though. It helped that Scotty Thompson wasn't playing. Right. He was mm-hmm. another out with um, general soreness, which was more, couldn't be fucked playing against St. Kilda soreness, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and he's usually racking up 35 I think he was watching UFC 199. That's he probably was. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Mav Weller would have hated being played in this yeah. game. He's like, I'll sub. I'll take the sub. <laughs> uh, well, it was played in the afternoon, so the card was over by then. Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, he missed the post-fight presser. That's where the action was. That's where the action was. It was more fight uh, from uh, Rockhold in Rock yeah. the post-fight presser. <laughs> I, love, I love how people call him cuckold. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, it was, it was a walkover. It was a training run. Um, Saints just, like I said, they were short on skill and short on men by yep. the end of it. So, never in doubt for the Crows. Uh, another big, massive score for them. Um, they've got some big games at home coming up. They could really cement their place, you know, and push for a top four. Yep. Um, all right, well, that's round 11. So, let's look forward. Oh, one more thing I wanted to pick up. Yep. Um, so, we did our uh, pre-season ladder predictions. Yep. And the way I score it is, uh, if you pick somebody to finish first and they actually finish second, that's one point. Yep. And it's like golf, lower score wins. Yep. If you pick the exact position, then it's minus five. Right. So I, I've done ours and went through. Yep. And uh, Brenton's winning again. Of course. Last year. Defending champ. Good scores, actually. We're both, really? all three of us are under last year's scores. Wow. Uh, but oh. uh, yeah, you're, uh, I think last year the winning score was like 74. Yep. I think, uh, like that, yeah. I, I've written it down, but I think you're on 46. It's not too bad. And not too bad. I'm on 47, and Josh, you're about 56, or, or thereabouts. I've got it written down. I can't remember. Yeah. But all pretty good. I'm still interested to wait till the end of the season and see how our picks from last year would have went this year. <laughs> Instead? Yeah, just see yeah, what our close. potential to predict the future uh, is uh, like. At the wrong time. I think yeah. I rated Fremantle far too highly, and oh, well, I think I everyone's a, in that boat. I had a minor premiers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that didn't quite work out. Well, so I, it was a quarter of your points. I remember last year making an audible and picking the quick demise of Frio out of the top eight. So, so I reckon... You know, some, yeah, also picked Jerry Wade as a smoky for the Colmans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. on to round 12. Essendon versus Hawthorne at Etihad Stadium. Uh, any interest going to this game? No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, should be a percentage booster, we think? You would hope so. Need one too, yeah. Yeah, mm. I think everybody in the top eight's got a percentage of 130 or above, and Hawthorne's 108 or thereabouts. Yeah. Uh, Port Adelaide hosting the Bulldogs at Adelaide Oval. What a cracker. I think it's what brilliant. a game. Yep. Um, stay home Speaking to watch of crackers. <laughs> uh, who do you think is going to win? Uh, I think the Bulldogs will get over the top because I think the Bulldogs, a bit more consistency and a bit more people that Port have to be accountable for, which yep. really will hurt their offense, I think. But if Port can counter very quick, which is going to be tough, then they might get the win. But I don't see it happening, yeah. Well, they, they play very similar styles. Like in terms of they, they don't depend on a, a yeah. strong ruck presence. They depend on their midfield to earn their own ball and get it out. Um, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Uh, Roughhead versus Trengrove. It's going to be very interesting around the ground. Yeah, very corridor-playing teams, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's going to be uh, very intriguing on how they can convert in, uh, forward 50 entries. I think it'll come down to accuracy. I think you'll have very similar forward 50 entries, and it's going to come down to who can convert the goals. I think... Uh, one of Port Adelaide's, Port Adelaide's problem is running backwards. Um, when the ball goes yep. into the forward 50, they love to run forward and everyone loves a goal. Yeah. But when chasing back the other way, they can get caught. And they nearly lost against St. Kilda yeah. in round one yep. with that. I think the Bulldogs, the way they use the ball out of the half-back line, yep. 
um, that could hurt them. But I think Port are up and about, and they're chasing um, a top eight. So I think Port at home is going to be very tough to beat. I'm going for the Bulldogs solely for the fact that uh, they played at Etihad uh, this week, last week, uh, which means they played on a dry field. Uh, Port played at the G, and they had to slog it through wet as fuck. And that drains you. Like You're trying to run in mud. Yeah, it does. I think that uh, a six-day turnaround is going to hurt them, and Bulldogs will just be a little bit fresher. I was getting ready to slam that, but that makes sense. It does make sense. It's a fair point. Not used to this. Um, (laughs) Brisbane Lions are hosting Fremantle. All we can say is Brisbane Lions usually play okay at home, and Fremantle plays shit everywhere. Yeah. Um, But do you think they want two wins in a row, or are they happy to put the queue in the rack? I I think uh, old Ross will probably rest a few blokes, and I think the Lions would dearly, dearly love any sort of win. See, I think Freo just don't like doing what they're told, so not stop for a <laughs> smashing win. Yeah, I'm, In fact, I'm, I'm going one step further. I'm predicting Freo are going to be going to take over Richmond's ninth place warrior trophy, whatever they're calling it. They're not getting that high. No. It's not that high. It's that bad, really. You don't want to be that high. So <laughs> just, I reckon they could just ask their way into ninth place just to really screw their future. Uh, yeah, I think Fremantle will uh, win two in a row, and then that'll be it for the season. I'm, I'm jumping on Brisbane. I reckon they'll do it. We got uh, number one versus number three in North Melbourne and Geelong at Etihad Stadium. So first off, North have pulled one out of the bag here, playing an away game at their home ground, um, <laughs> yeah. making Geelong travel. That's that's well done from North. They've done oh, well there. The premiership's a cakewalk. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going to be a really tight game. and I, Actually, I'm glad it's at, at, at Etihad yeah. um, so that weather won't play a part. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, cracking game. It's going to be an awesome game. Yeah, I. The only concern I have is if they bring back Goldstein and he's not quite right. He, he was rested. Apparently, he was going to play, but no one really thought he ever would. Um, Hawkins is out. I would rather lose by a hundred than Goldstein to go down with a knee. Yeah, absolutely yeah. would. So that's, that's not even a. Yeah, you don't even need to think about yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. So <laughs> if he's not right, rest the fuck out of him. Uh, let Magic Door go in there and play. I don't care. He'll probably get exposed but uh, well, I think you can lose this week and still be on top maybe on percentage so you're right it's not worth a risk in yep. round 12 yeah especially with uh, coming up I think we've got week after that uh, Hawthorne yeah Hawthorne then West Coast and Adelaide I think something like that you, or West Coast it, Hawthorne Adelaide it, this is the start of a real tough run for North yeah but they're not games we have to win we can get, uh, lose all of those yep. runs on the board so to speak yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. pick up a sneaky win, perhaps, against Bulldogs or Adelaide or GWS, and still make finals pretty handily. Yeah. Um, I would rather they do that than risk Goldstein, because if he goes down with a knee, we're fucked. But, um, yeah, having said that, looking at this, if we do lose, no, we we drop down a second, because Sydney have got a much better percentage. Yeah, all, If we all, lose, all Sydney win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is no guarantee. Um Okay, so I, I, don't, I still don't know who I'm tipping. Either way, I was trying to figure it out. Well, I'm not sure. I think it's going to be a very, very think, close game. I'm yeah. backing North solid because it's Eddie Had, And I think North play Eddie Had slightly better than Geelong do. Yeah, and I think it will come down to North's defense because their defense, the way they set up, is very disciplined and very regimental, if that makes sense. oriented Yeah, they set it up so that they can uh, go either side of the field out of defense, which is very important to so spread the... Uh, North will have some, uh, some ins from there as well. They'll be able to pick up um, Ghana. Yep. Uh, and potentially Anderson, although I think they'd probably rather bring him back through Werribee. But Garner and Lockie oh. Hansen both played in the uh, VFL last week. Yep. And they were pretty good by all accounts. 
I wouldn't think they'd bring Hanson in, but Garn is a very real possibility. Especially, yep. like we said, he, Tom Hawkins hasn't been tearing it up, but the fact that he won't be there, it means you, you can you don't have to worry about is yeah. he on. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably have Robbie Tarrant playing on Blitzars or something. Or whoever's rotating forward, mm. you know, he can uh, run off a little bit. It's going to be some great matchups in this game too, yeah. especially with a couple of Kangaroos players hitting some form. Even Del Santo's been playing some good footy. Yeah. So Zebel on Selwood, yeah, like, that's going to be great. Yep. Oh, both will be bleeding within the first five seconds. Yeah, and it'll be Zebel's fault. You're really going <laughs> to chuck on Dangerfield, swallow, swallow. Uh, they wouldn't play Cunnington on him, just because Cunnington's not quite quick enough. Yeah, uh, true. Dangerfield over the first. 15 metres is unstoppable. No, nobody can stop yeah. him. His, his explosive speed is just brilliant. And Cunnington's not that fast. Yeah. Swallow can close, but uh, he'll be able to harass him into potentially yeah. maybe not delivering the forward line as well as you want. It's almost, you don't mind if he gets the ball. you just got to stay goal side of him because yeah. if he's yeah. in front of you, he's gone. Yeah. yeah. If uh, you can stay with him or you know be goal side of him, you can force him to get rid of the ball. Yeah. Um, and his kicking's been off this year. Yeah. Uh, West Coast hosting Adelaide. West Coast have to win this one. Because yeah. if they can't win away from home, yeah. then they haven't got a, a win against the top eight side yet, and this is their best chance. Yeah. I still reckon Adelaide. So do I. I, I, yeah. I don't know where Adelaide's weakness is at the minute. No, that they've got winners all across the board, and we've said previously that it, it's not a single star that'll win you a flag or a Gold Coast that have one. It's your average level. And yeah. their average level is, is astounding at the minute. Unbelievable, and it, it, it it's Hawthorne like as much as that term has been thrown around so much. But yeah. uh, they've got no weak spots. Like it, it's hard to think. All right, here's where we can exploit them. Especially if Nick Nat isn't playing, he's got a broken yeah. nose. I, yeah. I suspect he will still play. Yeah. But if he doesn't, then Big Sauce Bottle is going to have an absolute day out. I think this will end up being. Well, I'm hoping this will end up being just a good old fashioned shootout, which would yep. be great to see. Mm. Yeah. It'll just full offense footy. Haven't seen it for a while, so. I think Adelaide's got too many big guns. 110 to 120, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I think the Crows as well. Is that the Crows for you, Ben? Yeah, yeah, I think i the Crows. Well, they're dropping 270, apparently. I, I'm not sure who set those odds, but I would have a piece of that. Well, I mean, Eagles at home is a yeah. massive ask for anybody. Yeah. But uh, I reckon if there's any upsets this round, the, that's the, the best chance of it. And there's always going to be an upset, especially in a round this tight. Yeah. Uh, St Kilda and Carlton at Etihad Stadium. Poor old Saints have run out of numbers here, I think. And yeah. Carlton could go seven and five. Seven Likely and to five. as well, yeah. It's amazing. And I mean, you'd be hoping to get a real fight up St Kilda coming out after not giving too much of a yelp against um, the Crows. So it might not be enough, though. Well, probably won't be enough with the say, people on the field. So I, I, They're going to be naming players this week that I've never heard of. Yep. Um, whereas yep. Carlton are just going from strength to strength. Do you think Carlton would be aiming at finals? I think that they... No. I think it's too tight at the top. Like, they've got to get past um, Melbourne and Port yeah. and the other teams that are already in there. Yeah. I think maybe um, two wins away from... I think they wouldn't have been, but I think this point, it, it's very close to the switchover. With like, hang on, we've got to readjust what yeah. we're doing here and yeah. we could, could just make it. Well, you'd say 12 wins is enough for finals, generally. Generally, um, yeah. They're at seven. They only need five more for the rest of the season. They don't have the hardest run. They could pick up two or three, I reckon. They yep. could, but I still, like, this year, 12 might not be enough because mm. you've got Fremantle that aren't winning. Yeah. Essendon aren't going to win. True, true. Gold Coast aren't going to win. Brisbane are Brisbane shit. aren't going to win. Yep. So there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a top-heavy eight, if that yeah. makes any yeah. sense. Mm. Yep. And I don't think 12 will be enough, even though it normally yeah. is. I'd like to see the, the comparisons of percentages at this time of the round compared to last year or the year mm. before that and see how it's going, because it looks like they're a, a lot higher. 
Well, they certainly are for every team in the eight except Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah. Um, we could see a 200% team by the end of the year. <laughs> Possible, yeah. Go close. Um, Richmond hosting Gold Coast at the MCG. Uh, for all Tigers fans, thank God it's at the MCG. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody oath. Um, they need this one. Um, yeah. And Gold Coast, I mean, this this is the kind of game that they just pop up, get yep. a win, and then go shit for the next month it's again. It's been a boogie side, but they're not Carmichael Hunt anymore, so <laughs> should be home. I think the Tigers would be pretty handy on it. They would have been would have been ropeable after last week, uh, especially with their injuries. But I think even depleted, they're still too good for Gold Coast. Uh, I think so too. Um, it'll be interesting to see how uh, Gary Ablett pulls up. Um, he's a few weeks back now, um, <coughs> hoping that he hasn't had his breakout game mm. this year yet. Yeah. Um, so this might be the one where he turns it on. Having said that, uh, I think Koch and Martin is... Uh, I can pretty much guarantee you won't get a good performance out of Ablett until the playoffs are over. Huge basketball fan. He'll be doing fuck all, but watching the Warriors versus Cavs. Hey, did you see the scores today? They won by 30, I guess. Yeah, yes. yeah, as far I as I'm concerned, the playoffs are over. Yeah. Oh, and Curry did fuck all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boga got four blocks in the first quarter. Yeah. Played all right, actually. Yeah. Tearing but, it up. I think this game is going to be telling to for the same reason that uh, Port and Dogs is. Suns and... Uh, Swans had the most torrential rain we've ever yeah. seen and coming back from that is going to take a lot out of them probably less from the Suns because they were in third gear for most of the yeah. game but uh, I think Jed Wales will be pretty spent and this is going to hurt them yeah. on that note as well there's no guarantee it's sunny this weekend could be another downpour no, and I haven't checked you it yet. through the same shit well maybe their stuff won't be washed yet um, yeah, true. Lynch versus Rance is going to be something to watch yeah, because, yeah uh, Lynch is an absolute athlete whereas yeah. Rance is more of a workhorse yep I think um, Rance reads the ball a little better. But yeah. He does, but I don't know how. So look at him like, how the fuck? It's just like, ends up in his hands. But this might be one of the games where he doesn't read the ball at all. He needs to watch Lynch. Because yeah. if he yeah. reads the ball, Lynch can leap right over the top of him. And, yep. and yeah, Rance won't have a chance. Yeah. Um, but I think the Tigers should get this one up. Yep. And GWS hosting Sydney Swans at Spotless. Game uh, of the round for me. It's got to be. Oh. Sold out, apparently. So really fantastic. Read. They'll be their first sellout, I, I reckon. Yeah. And well deserved. Apparently, yeah, this is their first sellout. So I read on, on one of the public... Maybe it's on Reddit. It's the first sellout. It's on Reddit. <laughs> Official. Yep. Official, um, yeah. First sellout. First sellout. It'd be very interesting because the Swans have uh, had a bit of a purple patch in form the last couple of weeks. Yeah. The Giants are just the team that can upset them. Yeah. But I, I don't think they will. I reckon they might. Um, I think Sydney can be a little consistent. And I think the Giants are going to expose them a bit, especially because they really want to get one up on the Crosstown rivals. But uh, I think their style suits. I think they'll do it. it definitely their style suits. Um, yep. I think that Sydney can play average and then Buddy can be a freak and they win. Yeah, he this won. is true. Um, and he only kicked one goal last week. That's his lowest um, return for the year. So he'll be hoping for a dry day. Um, and uh, Phil Davis is great. He usually plays his best footy on Buddy. Yeah. But if Buddy gets hold of it, like he only needs the ball five times in the That's game. That's exactly right. Mm. Yeah. The game's That's over. That's it. You can be shit for three quarters, but you can win a game uh, with five minutes, ten minutes of play. But it'll definitely be worth watching. Like uh, if you yeah. can't get oh, a ticket yeah. these days, yeah. uh, definitely tune in because it's going to be a fantastic game to watch. It's going to be a great game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We're getting the supporters out of Western Sydney as well. Yeah. Because, yep. I mean, if, especially if you can get the Western Sydney people on your side, you can make that just the most hostile environment for a, a visiting team to come into as well, which is what you need. Yeah. Um, and finally, the Queen's birthday uh, holiday, Melbourne, Collingwood, MCG. To what Melbourne's got to be red hot for this one? Yeah, they have to be. I'd say so. Love how we've got the wrist cats first, the peasants for the Queen's birthday. <laughs> Traditional rivals <laughs> yeah. in the fifties. Yeah. Um, Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think Melbourne's got too much firepower. Yeah, um, even without Viney. Um, I think Melbourne just step up on the big occasions. <laughs> they're not having their shockers this year, even yeah. though they lost to Essendon. Yeah, that's a blip though. You get one blip for a year, you, don't you? You're a blip. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I don't think uh, Essendon will find many more blips for the year. No. Um, all right, that'll be round 12 then. Yeah, it looks to be a pretty exciting round. I think this is the last of the nine-game rounds for a month or so Yep. as well. The, all right. The buys start after this. So, yep. um Enjoy nine games for a weekend for the last time. Yeah, pin us up yeah. on Twitter, Facebook, um, SoundCloud. Download off there if you want no ads. And uh, yeah, check our website. Yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. Peace. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.